Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And uh, today we have Anna Procon first, not one, but two guests uh, for the show. So uh, welcome, uh, Maddie and Zoe. Hello. Hello. Um, we were doing quite the interesting movie today. It was not... <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was not my pick, and uh, it was not Lewis's pick either. Um, Which is good, because uh, we pick literally every other episode. So. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, this was Maddie's pick, uh, so I think the, the honor falls to you to tell the audience what we're going to be discussing today. Well, um, today we're going to be dis- discussing the movie Feed. Uh, it is a movie from the mid-aughts, uh, 2005, and it is a movie about... Uh, subdom feeder feedy fetishes but uh <laughs> gone wrong so <laughs> or gone horribly right yeah. <laughs> i have to ask how uh, this this movie is like a thing between each like like yeah. it, it's like legendary for both of you how, how did you find it um i think i was the one who found it when we were in high school and uh oh god yeah so I I spent a lot of time being a an edge lord on the internet in high school, like everybody Hell did, yeah. and so I spent a lot oh, of time yeah. oh, on yeah. like 4chan and shit like that. And if I recall, nice. that was where yes. that movie first got introduced to me, and I like read the uh, plot of it, and I was like. Oh hell yeah! Like I have to see what that's about. <laughs> so I watched it. I think I watched it with like my high school boyfriend at the time, and then immediately I was like, I have to tell everybody I meet for the rest <laughs> of my life because <laughs> it's 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 one of those movies that's just so um, it's it's like a so bad it's good kind of almost, but it's it doesn't. I don't know. It's a hard one. No, no that that that's a that's a good way of putting it because like. When I read the plot synopsis, when when Maddie recommended it to me, um, I was like, "Yeah, okay, th- this is kind of perfect for the show." Um, mm-hmm. But it it almost it almost did tip over into so so bad it's good. But like watching it, um, I don't want to say it was it was boring. It's just like the way the the cinematography, kind of the, the way it was presented, the whole like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It it felt almost like a lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. it's it's very much of its time, right? It is yeah. Yeah, very yeah, clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. a movie from two thousand and five, like top down. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I definitely have a lot of thoughts on that um, that I can expand upon when we when we break down the plot and everything. It is literally one um, of the notes I wrote. It was uh, <laughs> this is the most two thousands horror I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. it, it's oh, yeah. interesting to me, comments. like. It's it's always been interesting to me how um like classic it is in that sense and and it seems that it doesn't really ever get any attention. Mm, like I've never right. met anyone yeah. who had already seen this movie. I'm always like, you know, the Pied Piper of feed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it is interesting, especially you know the australian horror films cuz this is uh it was filmed in australia the director is australian um you know that's this is when they were resurgent um you have mm-hmm. wolf creek which i yep. believe is the same year and a few others that i've never seen um but uh yeah it's interesting like you don't see this one on a lot of lists either mm-hmm. of like early aughts it's, uh 
horror, Australian yeah. horror films. It's no Lake Bungo, you know? It doesn't get... Right, <laughs> right, yeah. It doesn't have that <laughs> prestige. And, I mean, rightfully so, it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the director is actually American. Yeah. He's from Ohio. Oh, That's okay. Odd. So Toledo, Ohio yeah, Brett, makes sense then in this film. Yeah. Yeah, he... He's from the the town where this movie takes place. Ultimately, <laughs> um, Brett Leonard is his name, mm-hmm. um, and and we include one of these in our episodes, so I have to do it. Here is a selection from his Wikipedia page. Um, he he filmed the movie, the 1995 movie Virtuosity. Um, and this this is in the introduction of his Wikipedia page. Virtuosity became the first major film to feature nanotechnology set in a cyberpunk based future with Brett Leonard casting Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington together. A full twelve years before they would again co-star in American Gangster. Yep, that's such a baffling. Really specific. It's baffling. I don't know how he got these people. Like, uh, well, well uh, apparently Brett Leonard is a guy who like brought Russell Crowe to Hollywood. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. This is a real fall from grace for Brett Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, Lewis. Oh, just really quick, he he also in the same year, two thousand five, he filmed a Man Thing movie. Yeah, I've seen it, sci fi original, amazing Man Thing movie, amazing. Yep, it's awful. <laughs> it's a great effect for the Man Thing. I actually, I really like how they interpret it. But uh, yeah, it's bad. Wild. Um, I'm sorry, I did cut somebody off. I'm not sure who was about to speak. Oh no, you're good. Um, I mean, it's it's, I think it's like a little bit of just like. I don't know how much of this is uh, Brett Leonard's uh, directorial vision or whatever, and how much of it is the writers, because because right. uh, the the two the two uh, leads uh, Alex McLaughlin and uh, and uh, Patrick Thompson they're like they know each other like from college or whatever, and they're friends, and they came up with the idea <laughs> of this movie after watching a documentary about Amazing. feeders and ga- and gainers and so i guess they they created their own production company and high and like with brett leonard for the specific purpose of making this movie they wrote it they wrote it <laughs> together it's it's credited in the opening credits as being based on an idea which is yes. right. my favorite yeah, my favorite of nebula's writing credits like we just scrolled it on a bar <laughs> yes. napkin one day and like then it became a movie like or it's just like a like a hot couch guy being like, wouldn't it be fucking wild if they made a movie about these people? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and an interesting thing about the actors is um, Alex O'Loughlin, the who's the blonde guy, the American. He went oh, on yeah. to be. He stars in the Hawaii Five O remake that they do. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, the other guy, I don't think, I don't think he ever recovered from this. I don't think he ever had like a career like. What a I think he's to, only to it... in like Australian uh, TV stuff because I checked his okay. IMDb and he, he has been doing stuff since. It's mm-hmm. just like I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything we'd be familiar with because it's probably just solely in Australia. That's fair, sure. Because he's like won awards and stuff like in Australia. Huh. Hmm. There's there's damn Australians. <laughs> I mean, he, and he and was very Australian. Weird, so yeah, and they're weird. It's tastes. Good. Keep them over there. We don't need them. <laughs> we got Russell Crowe already. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just to, to to run through the rest of the cast really quick, um, in addition to Alex O'Laughlin and Patrick Thompson, uh, we also have uh, Gabby Milgate, Jack Thompson, Rose Ashton, Matthew Linavez, and David Field. Um, pretty pretty slim cast. There's maybe like, yeah. I don't know, eight characters in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. There's no like breakout stars. Like, 
no no russell russell's crows <laughs> um so yeah that's the cast um the tomato meter is where it gets really surprising for me because <laughs> the 57 percent for the critics uh 45 percent for the audience and with this kind of like trashy genre um like horror exploitation movie i really would have thought the audience score would be a lot higher than the critic score yeah that's what i was thinking too um but no i mean i don't know what 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 do you think that is like um because like i both of the both of the scores are like middling i was i was expecting like something in the 20s for the critic score and then like something (laughs) in the 70s for audience Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that kind of that kind of heart like gorehound spread well i think it's um i think because it's so like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have that like um i don't know that sort of like aura that a lot of like good bad movies have it's not like you know like i don't know something like the room which is like not to compare this movie to the room necessarily but something that's like so bad but it has this like following and reputation like i think that kind of adds to um like audience perception about it and and with this i think it's because like nobody's ever heard of this movie um nobody's ever really seen it you know there's like seven reviews on rotten tomatoes i think and this movie's been out yeah this movie's been out for like 14 years like (laughs) i i think it's sort of anonymity keeps it low i don't think it has like that that push behind it to give it that kind of like almost like a pop culture staple yeah that that's fair um i also i i think oh sorry <laughs> no just go ahead i was just gonna say if it had more reviewer if it had more reviewers at all mm-hmm. it would be closer to, to like to what i yeah. was expecting, well because it's an aggregate too so like your right. numbers matter sure. in that way yeah i i also think that it's like um just like a very niche topic yeah uh a very it, it like I had heard of like uh feeder feedy fetish shit previous to like actually seeing this movie because I also I too was an internet edgelord and did like deep <laughs> dives into fetish and fetish communities when I was like fifteen because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's all this time. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I was like, oh hell yeah, I need to see this movie after Zoe told me about it. Um but like that's the thing i already knew about it uh i knew about these kinds of things sure. and i i feel like anyone who's not already familiar with the concept who isn't just like an internet edge lord or whatever uh is probably just going to be immediately turned off by the subject mm-hmm. well and yeah like a lot of um like in the genre of like an exploitation or like a sexploitation like those films tend to revolve kind of around like traditional bdsm structures or like really like typical fetishes whereas i don't think i can name another movie that comes anywhere close to being what this is about like in the genre as a whole like of sexploitation or like horror movies you know yeah that that's a good point it it is kind of um marginalized especially like you think of like more conventional hollywood oriented like thrillers or like like sexual thrillers like basic instinct Mm -hmm. or something um it it, it's definitely more mainstream it's definitely like 
oh, the allure of dangerous, like forbidden taboo sex, yeah. and and what is it? It's like oh, it's having an affair. It's yeah. like it's like relatively, <laughs> or tame it's still. like you know, whips and chains, like kind of standard. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not this. Yeah. truly, truly, definitionally like fetishistic and, and marginalized. Yeah. There's no uh, way to make it content. There's no way to make this like sexy conventionally, you know. Right. Oh yeah, that's for that's, that's <laughs> sure. That's, that's <laughs> Um, and I, I guess actually with that, we can just, um, segue right into the plot breakdown. Um, as, as the discerning listener might have gleaned, uh, this is about, uh, feeding fetishism. Um, so the, the movie opens up, there is, yeah, so it, it's this like serial killer kind of like Joker pilled guy, <laughs> the, the Alex O'Loughlin character. Um, and we, we just, we just get like. It, it almost feels like a music video, like a mid-aughts music video, the way it's edited and shot. Mm-hmm. But he, like, buys a shit ton of McDonald's and he brings it to uh, this woman that he's feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, like, very, it's very sepia-toned. It's, like, the the sky is, like, yellow. It, it when, when Hollywood, like, shoots in the Middle East or, like, in Central America, it's, like, that kind yeah. of filter. It's Iraq yellow. Like... But yep. like oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. also highly saturated <laughs> like the saturation yeah, yeah. levels are really high and the editing is very weird um it's just very sickening well, looking it looks sick mm-hmm. yeah and and like they do these quick little fast forwards of um oh like he's driving through the drive-thru so it'll it'll like fast forward through 20 seconds and then whoops slow down again mm-hmm. while he pulls out his money it it I don't know. It, it feels like. Um, did you ever see the movie Crank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got I got heavy heavy crank vibes. Well, yeah, it's right around the same time, right? That's a early to mid two thousands. Yeah. Well, a lot thriller. of it. A lot of it feels like, like we said earlier, this this feels very much of its time in terms of how it's shot. Um, the the sort of like oversaturation. I would even argue like that kind of like edge lord theme of the whole thing like that was very uh common especially like in horror around that time like yes saw had just come out hostel right. came out the same year there was a lot of there's a lot of emphasis on like torture and body horror and that kind of a thing around this time um and even like uh with like action films too like with you if you think about um less about color with like triple x but like more about like the the cinematography and like the transporter uh yeah very sepia toned uh the it's got like the the sped up parts and then like the normal parts and the slow down parts in a similar fashion um so yeah it's very of its time (laughs) yeah no that that editing style is definitely in vogue um you know and it comes from obviously music videos and commercial editing and mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people just trying to be tony scott more or less um to varying degrees of success of course but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> emphasis on varying um, <laughs> and uh so yeah then then we get introduced to um i guess our 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 quote-unquote hero yeah. of the movie <laughs> the everyman this that. yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, the Patrick Thompson character who who plays just an Australian cop. Um, I think he's involved with he must be involved with like Interpol. Yeah, or something. yeah he's Interpol um, like uh, uh, cybercrime. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah um and he his it's it's the stereotypical classic like his 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 uh supervisor there is there and he's like oh you're 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 crazy for this one like you're <laughs> you're gonna be off the force if you don't if you don't get get your emotions under control like you're 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 working too hard man <laughs> kind of kind of yeah, standard he uh, says this is my favorite line when he's he um they're going into this house for some reason you know they're getting their guns ready um and uh he wants to go in for some reason even though i don't know i guess he's not that kind of like you know i think he i, I think he says i want like to finish jockey. one yeah and uh the his boss is like yeah i guess it's fine you can go in he says walk into hell and i was like okay all right <laughs> this is setting the tenor of this film <laughs> I um I I thought I thought it was interesting uh, at the beginning of that exchange, uh, uh the chief is just like it says uh, and I quote you've got to love international policing this is the way it ends not with a bang but a whimper yes and, and then like <laughs> after he says walk into hell there's like that bang bang yeah you know and it's just they, <laughs> it was just like it's, they they it, it it felt very purposeful yeah and they they do that in another upcoming um instance where like the the dialogue ref- references like a sound and then they do a non-diegetic sound effect to to accompany it um mm-hmm. but it, it comes up in a few minutes because first um what what is the cop's name phil. uh phil phil. Phil, yeah. phil yeah phil uh so phil goes in he's like uh, I, I have my own code i i i feel justice like laws are only as good as as the worst among us kind of thing so he like goes into this house um and then he sees a visual depiction of the the real life story that inspired this movie, mm-hmm. um, because the the West German man or, or, the, or the German guy in real life, Armin Maywes, um, was a former computer repair technician um, who achieved international notoriety for killing and eating a voluntary victim in two thousand one, um, and that's what we see. We see the serial killer. Uh, mouth bleeding he he had just eaten uh the the penis of um, a consenting victim um who screams i want to be eaten (laughs) yeah we see we see the dick in a pan crying crying in this yeah yeah that that part was wild um so like i'm wondering is why he left the burner on and was like upstairs (laughs) with food cooking on the stove that's the part that like i'm just (laughs) uncertain about (laughs) right yeah i mean i guess yeah that is strange because you'd think they'd want to eat it eventually maybe they like it really well done (laughs) like it leathery um (laughs) i i think he just read the script and realized it would make for an effective shot so that's why (laughs) you gotta get you got to get the dick in the frying pan in the feeding movie. You just, you have to. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, the, the, this was the real life ex- uh, story that inspired this movie. Um, and inspired just this part the, of the movie, right? Like it doesn't. I mean, I guess it yeah. really doesn't inspire much else in this movie. I think the the idea, like it's the like watching of... people online, right? I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? That is true because like. This is like mutual cannibalism, like or, or or consensual cannibalism, and and the actual case of the movie is more about like just feeding, but not feeding people, right? Two people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's well... not technically true, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of gray, a lot yeah. of gray zone here. 
Um, so yeah, Phil is apparently inspired because this becomes like his thing. Um, when he goes back to, when he goes back home, um, we learn that he he's kind of this is his back beat. home to he, Sydney, uh, Australia. He, yeah, back home yeah. to Australia, <laughs> not to America yet. Um, yeah, he th- this is his thing. Like he he's a cyber crime uh, justice guy. Um, he he has a partner like this <clears throat> kind of nerdy computer guy. Um, and they they have like this little cubicle or this little office where they work together and they, they just surf fetish sites all day and, and go into chat rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is where the the 2005 just really ramps up for me. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that great because yeah. like they montage of them in chat rooms and the fetish sites and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and just the idea of like these perverts congregating in a chat room, um, discussing like illicit websites and then like someone asks for a source and everyone bails and like he he, he backtraces them <laughs> he finds their ips i don't know if anybody caught this but and i doubt you would have because i've seen this movie a hundred times so i have time <laughs> to catch these things now but um when he's in the chat room doing the uh you know hey fellow kids like where do i get some feederism around here yes one of the yep. names in the chat room is tub girl yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh if 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 you are the rare zoomer listening to this, look it um, up. <laughs> Go ahead, podcast, or, yeah. don't, look, or don't, or don't. <laughs> no, do it. <laughs> look, look it up on safe mode, <laughs> a private browsing, please. Yeah, I just, I I have had the displeasure of like having to explain, uh, very like very uh early or mid early mid aughts uh two thousands like weird sex stuff to zoomers before, <laughs> and they're always oh, just like. Oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. I'm like, yeah, I wish you hadn't asked because now it's uncomfortable for both of us. <laughs> yeah, it t- t- turns out that stuff we watched and talked about as like high schoolers that that's really fucking weird. It it, it really is fucking weird. Yeah. Like, it's like it's it's not just a joke. It is it is fucked up. Um, yeah, and if anyone wonders why we are the way we are, it's because we we didn't go home and um. I don't know what the fuck it is kids do nowadays. We went home and uh, looked up Tub Girl. So. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't Fortnite dancing back in the day. Yeah, it um that 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 is one of the most tangible things throughout this movie, like the idea of the internet as this unclaimed wild mm-hmm. west of um of like intellectual and and like perverted content out yeah. there. Well, and it was um, around the time that all that shit kind of started like lifting on the internet, like. This is around the time yeah. when the internet became like the internet, you know, and yeah. so this um, this got to feature like that scary sort of unknown quality about the internet as like a theme. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's like dark sorcery. It's yeah. like dark, <laughs> uh, demonic shit. Yeah. Like we we it should not have been uncovered. Yeah. Kind of idea, like um, uh, like plushy porn or whatever they find. <laughs> I think it was a Lego porn. <laughs> I got oh, I got one like, of them written down. One of the websites in that montage was a uh, teensdrinkingpiss.com. Nice. nice. <laughs> Come on. Right? There, there's no poetry. <laughs> Where's the romance? Yeah. It doesn't have the poetry of a uh, fat chat, which I think is uh, <laughs> yeah, the chat room he logs into uh, understand yes. the gainers and the feeders better. And it's spelled P-H-A-T, of course. <laughs> oh yeah that's that's how you get the feds off your trail um but yeah no good 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 nostalgic energy here for sure for me um 
Not that I would know or anything. <laughs> um, the oh, I, I guess like we're also introduced to Phil's girlfriend yeah. at this point. Oh, Abby. In his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh yeah um, that that scene where she gets introduced produces one of my favorite lines in the movie where he's they're like making out and she's dressed all sexy in her lingerie, she's like oh I got a present for you, and he sticks his hand down the front of her panties and says, I go away for a few months and you pierced your clit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, fellas, there's nothing worse than, uh, than an unfaithful woman, right? Am I right? Like well, and then they get and then to she the goes on. Gr- yeah, they get to the nitty gritty yeah. of their relationship, and she's like, "You think just because I'm sleeping with other people, I'm gonna leave you?" And it's like, "Well, that's kind of the natural progression of that sort of right. thing." <laughs> like, she's like, "I slept with three other guys and two girls two while you girls. were gone, yeah. but I'm still here but, waiting for you." Yeah. <laughs> and 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 th- this is such like cishet mid aughts energy oh too, because like the right because like. The, the the way she says oh two girls like like yep. that makes up for it because it's yeah. it's it's the hot kind of infidel it's like yeah <laughs> it's such it it is such like well also like this well, idea that like bisexuality is just like inherently promiscuous yep. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's just well, yeah I, very extremely hetero <laughs> i think especially like if we keep in mind the fact that phil is one of the people who wrote this character he kind of wrote it as his own weird, like, I'm the cool cop and I have this hot, slutty bi girlfriend. She's got her clit pierced and, like, that's in my movie. Yep. Like, it's very much a, <laughs> like, a vanity project for him, almost in that way. Yeah, and because I, and, and this actually, this happens right around this time, too. We start getting into a lot of the, the um like, the beefcake homoeroticism mm-hmm. of both of the characters, like, the way they're shot. Like, th- there's tons of... There's tons of nudity in this movie, they but both a lot show of it dick. is they both sling dick. Yeah, yep. they both show dick, dick and ass, yeah. and like the camera is very sensuous over over their bodies as much as like oh look at this weird fat mm-hmm. woman, but um we get like a ton of of naked shower shots of both of them and like working out and everything, so it's just like two guys <laughs> who are like, like bros <laughs> and they're like. Shooting each other, just Dude, <laughs> like super na- super naked. Hey man, how's my dick look in this shot? Looks good, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, your 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 ass looks yeah. great here. It's like, yeah, thanks. I'm this is the ultimate a... himbo film. <laughs> this is the ultimate dude's yes. rock film. Yeah, truly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know, you just guys you being meet, dudes. Just guys being dudes online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the. Phil has this troubled relationship, and then um, right around now is when his girlfriend leaves him, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty inexplicable. Ex- inexplicable now. We we learn why later, but it's just like when I first saw this, I'm like, what is happening? Well, they kept going back and forth between Phil and his um, girlfriend and um, the blonde guy Michael with Deidre, who's the woman who's being fed, and there's this right. obvious like. There's a lot in this movie that's that's very much a um, we're guys who kind of know how to make a movie, so we're just gonna yeah. wing it. Like they have like an idea yes. as to how to like visually tell a story, but they just can't like totally bring it to fruition because I think they're too busy making this like vanity project for themselves. But um, there's an there's an obvious juxtaposition between the the fat girl and then the hot girl, right? And the relationship yes. between Michael and and Deidre, which is a 
you know, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like a loving, um, almost respectful in the beginning relationship where he bathes her and he takes care of her and he calls her Honey Bunny and Jelly Baby and and he's very like, <laughs> which is also what I call my cat Jelly Bean, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> I don't think it's intentional on my part, but I can't can't say for sure. But there's a there's that sort of relationship, and then you've got Phil with um, I think he, was it Abby. Yeah, it's Abby. Yeah. Um, and Abby. he's just you know fucking dick, like slapping her around, like being a jerk to her, like. Right. It it's it's like heavy Joe Rogan energy. It's like, <laughs> do you know, like in a in a dumb sub relationship, it's actually the sub who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah. I um I do want to say that like there's like uh some kind of like uh the. There's two, I think, two times in this movie where they like do like the back and forth between uh, Phil, Abby, and uh, Michael Deidre. And the first time it's like more uh, just kind of like setting the stage where like, oh, this is like, you know, they're both in relationships and like it's kind of questionable, but it's whatever. And the second time this happens, like, uh, Michael is impotent. Like, he, he just like, you know, just, loses the direction or whatever and in and on and on phil and abby's end like that's you know you find out that phil just like is a piece of shit that hits her and it's just like it creates right. like this like it, in each scene they're like sharing like one is like you know just like more i don't want to say positive but like not terrible and like in the in the second scene they're both just like in despair mm -hmm. and just like experiencing right. mm -hmm. um you know just bad bad vibes <laughs> well and, um, and as, <laughs> as the movie goes on you find out that both of the male leads have um pretty severe mommy issues i don't know if yes. we want to jump to that oh, oh right yeah now, but um, that was incredible I think I think Michael's gets shown early on where he's mm. they're doing like a flashback when he's like feeding Deidre to him feeding his mother who was also um, overweight and bedbound and and sort of dependent on him for care, and so you're supposed to get from that scene of like him feeding Deidre versus the flashback from him feeding his mom is like oh like he's actually a pervert like <laughs> he's a real freak because right. his mom was all fucked up you know. Yeah, heavy um, Norman Bates kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, like, oh, well, a boy's best uh, mutual is his mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, the the whole. Oh, Louis, I'm sure you noticed this, but there's a bunch of like split diopter shots. Yeah. In these sequences, mm -hmm. in the whole movie, mm -hmm. really. Yeah, they they have um, like there's some talent. Um, uh, Brett Leonard and the cinematographer who I didn't write the name down, but uh, yeah, it's that editing that really kills me. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's the thing is that there's a lot. There's like a skeleton here, right? Of what yes. a movie looks like, and they just yes. couldn't get the fat and the muscle added on to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's because they, yeah. they got so hung up on this idea, and I think I think you're right it was just kind of like dipshit like bro like haha wouldn't it be funny if we made a movie about this and i think they mm -hmm. got that far and they were lucky enough to get an actual director in brett leonard and they're lucky enough to get um an actual screenwriter because there's three writing credits and the one right. guy is an actual screenwriter so somehow they managed to conjure these two up and like trick them into this project which i think like kind of saves it overall but it's still it's so 
it's very long, which is another thing I always forget. This movie is like an hour and 40 minutes, which seems yeah. long yeah. for like what you yes. get out of it, really. Yeah, it's long and it's poorly structured. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I think the the other screenwriter did his best to structure this film around whatever nonsense they wrote. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's moments in the film where I'm like, okay, and, the, and then it ends here. And, and then it had like 40 more minutes. And I was mm-hmm. like, how? How did you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. This movie is is definitely an SVU episode that was stretched oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. two times two times longer than it should have been. A two parter. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after after Phil is dumped, um, and his girlfriend writes "pig" on him, uh, nice little bit of visual symbolism there, on his chest and lipstick. Um, he goes to America because he's hunting down. Well, you forget where he gets um, he gets fired from. Oh right, well, yeah. He doesn't he gets, get fired. He gets like suspended. Uh, suspended he gets a right right uh his, his boss um and this is one of my favorite lines there's actually i have quite a few lines <laughs> written down but like, um at one point uh phil says to the police chief he's like if he's really killing these women that then, then that makes him a serial killer <laughs> like yes you yes that is detective, <laughs> i guess that, that is what that would mean well and the chief the and, um, chief gives the best line in the movie which is is it a crime to feed someone? Yes. Oh, yeah, but then he, right. Phil, Phil comes right back. Is it a crime to starve someone? Yes. <laughs> He's like, well, that doesn't mean the converse is true. It's like, ah, uh, uh, Cap- Captain Reddit brain over here. <laughs> Which, that line, by the way, is uh, something that we will say to each other and to other people who we have shown this movie to from time yeah. to time. Like, Amazing. This is, we, um, is it a crime yeah, to This someone? is like our anchor man in terms of like the amount <laughs> in which we have quoted it to each other over the years. It um, is, uh, yeah, it is quotable. I, I was surprised by that. Like uh, there's that one scene, I, I think it's the first time that we meet Abby or it's that montage where they're like having sex and stuff and she walks up to him and she's like uh don't talk just eat yeah and i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah and it's it is full of lines like that Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah he he gets he's like oh you you need to clear your head your 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 cut for the rest of the month take some time off um and phil's idea of some time off is to play amateur detective and go to ohio to track down this uh, serial serial feeder that he's obsessed mm-hmm. with, um, and when he lands in America and he checks into the motel, th- this is one of the most insane edits. The American like, flag, the American flag, yeah, kind of overlaid of him walking into this shitty flea bag motel, and a guitar solo <laughs> riff of "Oh Say Can You See" yeah. blaring over the soundtrack. <laughs> no, it sounded like uh, Jimi Hendrix. That's what I, I was thinking. I doubt yes. they were able to get a Jimi hendrix track for this budget well it was probably one of their nephews who could play guitar <laughs> well and, and earlier in the movie they have not one but two covers of tainted love yes <laughs> yes that yes. was incredible um and, and then the the oh say can you see riff is cut off when he slaps down the bible to kill a roach on on the bedside mm-hmm. uh drawer so it's like oh symbolism <laughs> this, this is america <laughs> And like honestly, has you know, I've stayed in many a motel or hotel in a, this country, and uh, yeah, not too far off. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> and just like oh yeah, the, no, the Bible in the drawer thing, and like he's yes. 
there's a lot of very like heavy christian symbolism in this mm -hmm. movie but like i don't know oh, oh, yes. exactly where it's supposed to go yeah like what is the point yeah mm -hmm. I yeah uh, uh, a lot I, of crosses like a I lot kinda, of crosses yeah and like i kind of have an idea but like they didn't flesh it out enough for me to like form like an actual like analysis of it. Yeah, it, it feels kind of shoehorned mm -hmm. in just to give the movie an impression of being about something deeper. <laughs> yes, because yes, it, yes, you know Michael's got that big. He's got a big. He's he's got that wonderful tramp stamp that I love, and then he has that big yes. cross <laughs> tattoo on his back, and then yes. um, a preacher gets introduced later on in the film, and and. Uh, Michael himself is religious. You eventually find out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very, it's very strange. Uh, I, I have to attribute that. Just like kind of the new, new atheist yeah. movement was really big online at yeah. this time. Mm -hmm. Like Hitchens and Dawkins were at the, at the top of their, like the height of their popularity. Mm -hmm. Um, to the point where, like in popular culture, it it became very hack to be like, oh the 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 serial killer or the pervert is like on on the surface he he's such a model christian but like what what lies beneath yeah. ah yes that's the hypocrisy i see i see <laughs> like yeah that that was just that was just everywhere for the time and I, you know i was thinking too cuz you know he has the cross back tattoo and um uh the the first iteration of uh the um the Hannibal Lecter character in film is in the film Manhunter and the red dragon character has a gigantic red dragon tattoo yeah. and they, they you know there's a lot of important importance of this red dragon tattoo on his back um and uh you know they, they they there's a lot of shots of this guy's back and this cross and i'm wondering if they're like okay we're yes. fans of michael mann's film manhunter uh and you know this guy's sort of a serial killer um he kind of even talks in a certain you know way that is, is reminiscent of the red dragon character in in manhunter and even like buffalo bill in silence of the lambs also, also the uh to the the red dragon movie the one with anthony hopkins and i think it's ralph ralph Fins yes. as, the, as the killer yeah. uh that came, that came out in 2002 so like they direct they definitely pulled from this right but but and it's like so did they just put a cross tattoo because they were like well we want a tattoo on his back but what what are we gonna do maybe I mean, it's, it's just, it... i mean maybe it's like a symbolic burden that he has to carry that he has to live with this like dual life of being this like upstanding christian man and then also this like weirdo who keeps a fat lady in bed and feeds her hamburgers like i yeah. I, I we might be being too generous they might have just thought it looked cool like well i don't know i think you're onto something there because like the cross is literally on his back mm -hmm. and these guys seem very literal yes in the way they tell their story so <laughs> yes. i think you got something there <laughs> but there's like the thing where like phil also just like the entire movie has a cross around his neck yep Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i literally that is yeah i like he he has it's like very small but like even when he's like naked or like shirtless or whatever he's wearing that that necklace and mm. it's um it also just kind of like adds to the i don't really know where you guys are going with this kind of thing like yeah. uh but you know like you said the new atheist movement thing where it's just like oh he's a christian but he's secretly terrible or whatever <laughs> right. but um yeah it's just it's very uh heavy-handed yeah so. oh yeah mm -hmm. 
Um, so, so Phil's in America. So yeah, that. Yeah. So what? What also is heavy-handed is the dialogue when he meets. Um, or actually, first he meets the priest because he finds a prayer book that used to belong to. Um, to Michael. Because he's gonna say, to Michael. Yeah. Um, calling back to Australia to get his buddy Nigel to like look up information for him because he's still doing his little like hacking bit. His his backtracing yeah. uh, con- consequences will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, thing. <laughs> 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 I knew I knew someone would get that. Um, and yeah, they they track down an address and it's one of Michael's old houses that he used for his for his feeding um, shoot his shoots. Um, and inside the house, like Philip is like, oh, there he finds like disgusting f- food remains and like it, it's all dilapidated and it's gross and there's like rats running around and shit. But he does find the prayer book um, with Michael's name inside, and then he brings the prayer book to the local priest. Um, and the priest is like, oh, I don't know what you're talking the about. The chain smoking priest. But then, Let's... yes, yeah, yeah, the, like, classic chain smoking yeah, priest. Yeah, he's like like a preacher, comic book priest. Mm-hmm. Like he's all like <laughs> we all. We all have our yeah. vices. Um, yeah, and he's just like, ah, oh, fuck, what, what was I say? Uh, we don't talk about Michael. Uh, <laughs> we don't speak about Michael anymore. God can do his own yes. dirt. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Amazing. There are a lot of good yeah. lines in There's this. There's really so are. many. And that's also where we get introduced to um, Michael's sister, kind of. It's, I... it, it's revealed that Michael, his mother died when he was nine, and he eventually ends up going to live with this preacher and his family. Yes. And I guess that's enough of a reason to call, like, the preacher's daughter Michael's sister, even though they're not yeah. technically related. And it's made Adop- very... Adopted yeah. sister. And it's made very Step clear, though, by the preacher that, like, we don't talk about him. But then Phil, like, stalks the sister... And she just like spills it all in like two everything. minutes. Everything she just tells him everything. I, oh, she, right. It's just wor- worst I, worst actor in the movie, by the way. She, yeah, she's she gives really some good lines. She has a good and, line. Um, at one point, she tells him that she used to be height weight proportionate, which is yes. <laughs> what a line. What a thing she, to say. She to uses human being. <laughs> well, that that is like fetish speak of of uh, from people who like in real life who are into this, right. like, like that that kind of. Or, or just like online, like sex chat speak, like that's what it, it just like no no normal person would just right. talk. And about. she's definitely supposed to be the normie in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I um I have in my no- written here my notes. It's hard out here for big girls because like some random asshole who's like you know has an accent, so he's clearly like not from this country. Just like runs up to her and is just like, oh hey beautiful, and she's like, oh let me tell you everything about my life. <laughs> <laughs> We get we get we get one cursory line where she's like, "Are you making fun of me?" Yeah. Um, but then like after he's like, "Oh no no I I mean it love." And, yeah. and the, the line he drops is, "I find the most beautiful girls come out the first thing in the morning, just like flowers." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I swear to God, if anyone Jesus. ever stopped me on the street to tell me that line, I would run. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is not a yeah, stick yeah. around and find out conversation opener. No, like, no, <laughs> no. But um. Yeah, after after we get the perfunctory like, oh, or, people made fun of me my whole life for being bigger, and he's like, oh no no no, I'm into you. Like she's <laughs> like, oh okay, and my note here is like, damn, the convenient conversation. He just learns yeah. everything. And um, I uh, it makes me wonder how, like Michael knows mentions like a, a like in the next scene that like, you know, 
I know you talk to my sister. And, like, it's never clear what her level of involvement is, if if at all. You know? And, like, or, like, how does he, how does Michael know that, like, the person that, uh, Phil, that, uh, what's the sister's name? Michael. It's like I have Jessie. no idea what the sister's name is, actually. I don't think, actually, I don't think it's like, said. It's like yeah. Jesse or something, and I don't know. And, uh, like, I don't, how does Michael know that, like, Phil is the guy that she talked to? Um, they They seem to have, yeah. it's almost, like... I don't want to say it's necessarily implied by the film, but there there definitely seems to be this sort of um, stars-aligned quality with between the relationship with Michael and Phil, mm-hmm. in the sense that it seems yes. almost like they're destined to kind of have this um, confrontation because they have so many yeah. like correlating or or uh, or whatever going on in their own personal lives that as characters it kind of makes sense for them to have this like adversary it's like a weird like spy versus spy kind of relationship with each other (laughs) yes yes uh very very batman and the joker like uh you 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 are my dark opposite (laughs) who's the who is the dark one who is who's who's the criminal (laughs) yeah and that's really highlighted by these conveniences these these plot conveniences um and and you know i think they're plot conveniences because like and and they're very glaringly obvious because these guys are not screenwriters yeah. you know it's like yeah. he just he gets to america and like immediately upon landing he gets everything he needs within yeah. a day yeah <laughs> well he, he's a master he's a master detective yeah, um, yeah. obviously i mean i guess it's like well you could say uh of course interpol has you know these these you know vast computer networks and can find all these things but then also he just you know does uh you know shoe leather uh reporting here and mm-hmm. just uh gets out and finds the exact people who who will tell him exactly what he needs within <laughs> two minutes of meeting him it's fate yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, it um. He maybe there's like some weird like Christian thing there. Like I don't know, like a Cain and Abel type thing. Uh, oh, night. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, but like I I think it all like be uh comes to a head and like completely makes sense. Uh, at der- with the conclusion of this movie, which we'll talk about when we get to mm-hmm. it. But like I do, right. I do. There it definitely is a point to like all this like convenience and all this like mm-hmm. weird chemistry and like the destined to be together thing there there is a an ostensible point to all this yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a, uh, but but yeah for sure they, they definitely meant for that and um kind kind of the, the 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 divide continues to blur um the divide between michael and phil when phil breaks into michael's house <laughs> Um, from the the address three Middlesex Road that he can that he conveniently gets from his from the sister, um, he breaks in. He looks around, and then we get another one of those great lines. He picks up an inhaler, and he goes, uh, "Asthma." Like, <laughs> yep, that's, that's like yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what that means um, usually. He uh, he walks over to the computer in the office um, with a Pac Man uh, screensaver, which is important as we find out later. Um, and then right there, just doesn't even have to open up the browser. Just as soon as he moves the mouse and, and shuts off the screensaver, there's the fetish site. Just wait, waiting for him. It's very convenient again. <laughs> um, well, the- and and this, oh, so go, go, go well, ahead, Maddie. Oh, Zoe, that's okay. Um, well, I was going to say something I don't think we actually touched on is that um, the sort of 
he's he's trying to find information out about this woman named Lucy who had a oh, website right. right under Michael's yeah, jurisdiction point. and then he like is able to kind of get into the website every now and again and he sees that there are links on there to different like betting servers kind of with like all of her vital signs of her body weight and things like that being like monitored the right. whole time and then she just kind of like disappears right. off the face of the earth and then that's when Deidre comes in and this all happens like the Lucy Deidre thing kind of happens like before the start of the movie. So he's trying to find out yes. um, what happened to Lucy and then also like, what's he going to do with Deidre? And you right. find out that he's right, done right. this like many, many times. Yeah. Um, online betting is another, mm-hmm. another big uh, kind of bo- social boogeyman of the odds. <laughs> um, Draft Kings for, sure. for uh, fetish <laughs> websites. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i i actually really like this upcoming shot that i'm about to describe um when it's like an outside like like the camera's in the hallway of the house and it's looking in um to michael kind of snooping through or phil snooping through michael's Mm -hmm. computer uh see that they've become one and the same in my own mind (laughs) um and and then like this woman just walks past the like walks past the camera in the hallway like, like it's it's very like disorienting yeah. and, and kind of like that was creepy a, when it just that happens. was a cool shot which is surprising mm-hmm. for this movie because all yeah. the other shots are so flat yes. and horrible yes. <laughs> um but come to find out this this is uh michael's wife uh because michael is married to a a thin and conventionally attractive woman in a suburb so like oh what, what kind of duplicity is going on mm-hmm. now um because when when she runs out of the house and phil chases her uh he runs just just runs right into Michael. He's he's right there. Well, and and Michael's um, wife is an interesting character because um, I if if we accept the idea that um Phil's hot slutty by, uh, pierced clit girlfriend is his sort of like weird male power fantasy, that would also right. sort of then have to apply to Michael's wife, who's this very like svelte. Um, and I think it is kind of important that she's Asian. Yes. Just because oh, yeah. yes. just because Michael's white yes. and and dudes are like that. So I wonder if, like, yes. particularly casting this, like, beautiful Asian woman to play, East Asian woman, I should specify, um, to play oh, yeah. his wife. To me, that also kind of fulfills, like, that sort of male fantasy of, like, having the good girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 racial politics of of Asian women and white guys yeah. like specifically kind of like the, like like the reddit brain yeah. um <laughs> affects like like they they are held up as like the ideal minority yeah. like to fellas get yourself an Asian gf it's like the... <clears throat> well because she's so she's so obviously like subservient to him which i think is also yeah. part of the fact yeah. that they're clearly like a religious uh couple yeah and and that's kind of the 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 role that like women fulfill within like christian communities anyways but mm-hmm. It's just like double. Uh, it's just like it just kind of doubles with like the racial aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. extra suspicious. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know um, how much of it is intentional or it's just like these dudes like living out like their power fantasies through like this, uh, through this fucking movie and just like, uh, just unintentionally making like this weird commentary. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, either way, it ar- arguably, if it was unintentional, it'd be more powerful <laughs> for for a read here. Yeah, I lean towards unintentional. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think they're that smart or good yeah, because 
like like if if they're like oh we need we need like just a a good a good girl type mm-hmm. woman to like fill this role and that if they're just like oh yeah she she seems like that like oh, I wonder why she seems like mm-hmm. that to you um, yeah. but um increasing the reddit energy is when so she goes inside and Michael and Phil have their showdown at last and um Michael call or Phil calls Michael a a sociopath <laughs> and and Michael chases him around the yard like around the bushes uh, bumping into like a bird feeder like quoting the dictionary definition of a sociopath yeah. which is like th- this is what reddit guys like dream about this is how they own their mm-hmm. bullies right like it's just I, uh, <laughs> with with fa- facts and logic i uh have in my notes uh michael is laying down the facts and michael is the <laughs> ultimate women respecter because he's like i hope the- i i help these women realize their inner potential like outside the confines of like convention conventional yeah. attractiveness you know and, he, and like goes on about like su- how supermodels are like malnourished and like can't even and would like yep. their hips would crack if they bear children well that that you know that whole exchange comes a little bit there's so once they have this confrontation in the front yard it sets off uh, a series of different scenes that kind of don't really serve a purpose or make any sense and it's really just there no. for them to keep having this conversation just in different rooms yes. while they do different things. And the whole yes. time, like, Michael's whole thing, he's, you know, king shit. Let's be real. But he's like, you know, <laughs> you know, women don't have to be skinny to be hot, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know, thank you, Michael. We appreciate that. But also, can you please stop doing, like... <laughs> can, can, could, you, could you not kill them yeah. while you're at it? <laughs> it's just a bit too much. Uh, it it does dip into kind of like bird brain, kind of yeah. like lifting posting forum Evo Psych stuff. Like, uh, yeah, like, like as Maddie was saying, like, oh, the, these skinny women, they're they're more like boys mm-hmm. than women. Like, that real women have curves and like, yeah, be body positive, but like, you don't have to. Skinny women are great too, and it, it gets kind of like weirdly, I'm not not weirdly kind of given given the context, just expected like kind of shittiness and like right, yeah, well, yeah. yeah I, the weird thing even, is like you know. This character is obviously the villain of the film, but at the same time, I think the screenwriters believe these things to be true and good. Um, so it gets a little complicated there. You know, I'm not totally sure because the his sort of motivation, um, as he lays it out as being this sort of like, you know, liberatory project in a way, he kind of like negates it all by the end of the movie, especially true. like when you add in the yes. like betting aspect to it. Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, the scene where they're in yeah. the scene, and I, I, every time I watch this, I'm like, why the fuck? It's the one where he's <laughs> in the hotel, and Michael comes by and gives him a cup of coffee, and oh, amazing! He yes. just takes yep. it yes. and starts drinking it. <laughs> why in the world? You've traveled all. You've traveled halfway across the planet to track this man down. You've already broken into his house. He's already kind of like put you in your place once now all of a sudden this dude's just like showing up giving you something to drink and you're just gonna oh yeah okay cool man i like you know i need a coffee yeah, i even like, I, I think he even I, says at one point like no i need coffee because he hands yeah, him a burger instead and like i i have in my notes uh offers phil co- food and coffee he just fucking takes the food without question haha it's drugged idiot yeah. Like <laughs> it's yeah. also the scene yes. where um Michael pulls out this syringe and injects him oh with like God, yes. vanilla pudding or something. I don't know what the fuck it's, it was that he stuck uh, him with. It's cum. It's cum. It's cum. <laughs> it's cum. <laughs> it's cum. <laughs> 
I wish. <laughs> I thought no, it was like I, a fat. Yeah. He, well, yeah. you find out yeah. later that that's what it is. It's it's like rendered yeah. human fat, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so it, it's fucking gross. It, it's pretty. It's it's pretty gross. But like even even this like the reveal of it, it it's kind of lazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like he he. He he drugs him. Michael drugs Phil, and then he he injects him and like forms this like gross pustule in his stomach. And um, just describing it, it sounds like horrifically disgusting. But like we we get half a second of him cutting it open. I, I really thought they would have milked mm-hmm. it more. Yeah, it it just I don't, I've like seen like better like i've seen better shit in like like pimple popping videos on youtube and stuff like that. <laughs> yes that's, that's exactly i think it's a problem like they didn't have the budget for it like they knew it just looked like tapioca yeah. pudding and now yeah. fuck we gotta quick cut this real quick but it's again right. it's it's so this is one of this is where the and we're like talking he doesn't go to america i think until like close to an hour into this movie like I, yeah, there's a lot of padding too. in the front and there's a lot of padding around now where it's just like oh we're just gonna have this weird scene where he does this thing because uh you know we can yeah i Th- this is what i never understood this is what i mean so go, go ahead no man. i was just saying i've never understood why this scene happened Th- this is what it mean this is what i meant when i said like it, it feels like an episode of special victims mm-hmm. unit um <laughs> But with with literally half of its runtime just padding. Yeah. Now this is why like more people, especially upcoming, you know, or aspiring filmmakers, they should be um, there. You should have to watch more short films in film school because yeah. you know the, the feature film. There's just so much importance and, and you know put on the feature film. You know, uh, even like when people see the short films that are nominated for Oscars, they're like, ah, who cares? I'm not going to watch those. But like, you know what? People should be more okay with just making short films, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, yes, mm-hmm. below 60 minutes. Everybody <laughs> should aspire to that. Well, and I think, I think with the right team, I think if you just took everybody out of this movie and put in a competent filmmaking team, you could get a tight, cool, under 60 minute short horror film out of this. Oh, absolutely. Because I think it's yes. a very simple yes. concept that just kind of got out of everybody's hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that kind of speaks to the hegemony of Hollywood because, like, for you, you ask any random person off the street, like, oh, how long is it? How, how long are most movies? They'll say, like, roughly two mm-hmm. hours. And uh, that, that that's just become so accepted as, like, oh, it's the feature length. So if if it's a movie under an hour i i feel would come off as like a gimmick to a lot yeah. of people j- just based on its short runtime yeah. alone even kids movies are kind of long like yeah they're like anywhere yeah. from like 90 um, to like a minute 45 mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i don't know the, the, 80 minutes definitely perfect been... runtime for a feature film anything more <laughs> yes. absurd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So after he gets the cum juice out of his stomach, <laughs> after he gets the um, cum out of his tum, <laughs> <laughs> he he literally goes to the church. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> he goes to church and then he he meets Michael's wife there, and, and like uh, there's like a dozen people in this church. <laughs> they 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 try to make it really dark and shadowy to make it seem mysterious yeah. and also to hot to hide the fact that they they got only like 12 people for the shot yeah, but it, it's really too. obvious yeah. yeah not a lot of wide shots it's really here. Ob- like mm-hmm. 
it's it's literally just the first row yeah, of yeah, things yeah. that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and it's like the also, middle of the day and she goes in to get communion. <laughs> yeah, it 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 has it has intense um non non-catholics writing about catholic services yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we we get more of that kind of brain dead new atheist like uh oh, their religion is the source of all its evil cuz um they everyone takes communion and it's like oh the, the body of christ you're eating it it's like a uh, subtle symbolism there guys <laughs> it's it also well, um, my favorite was when like uh, the uh, the the uh, the priest gets to Phil and he's like i'm not hungry and the priest is like okay <laughs> <laughs> like walks away don't don't feed me <laughs> Um, there's 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 two other things. This, this is around the time in the movie where we start to learn about um, Phil's backstory a little bit, right. where you get right. weird um, uh, flashbacks to where his mommy issues come in, where he catches his mom like sucking a dude off who I don't think was his dad. Oh, no, it was right. a different guy. It's, it's, it's like it's like Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil is Rorschach. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> Rorschach. Um. So that happens, and then also it, something we haven't really talked about a whole lot is is Deidre herself is a weird character. Um, yeah. She spends a lot yeah. of the time in the movie shrieking, which is just so goddamn. Annoying. She's very annoying. Um, yes, and and it's it's you you learn throughout as the movie goes on that she is trying to gain weight to get to a certain point. I think she wants to get over six hundred pounds. 600 um, yeah. well, she, lo- do- she achieves that in the beginning yeah yeah um, i think she wants to get over like a thousand yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's one scene that's um particularly <laughs> um it's it's when he's so she she he moves her from the one house to what we find out later on is his mother's old house um and she she lives in this kind of weird suspension bed thing because she's, she's very very big she doesn't move and there's this one scene where the song playing in the background is um, "Yellow Polka Dot Bikini." Oh, okay. oh While he's like oh doing his little like shimmy like sixties beach party dance, like, and the grossest part of this whole movie is when they show his feet and he's like slipping and sliding in what I think is accurately described as her poop shoot. This like yeah. part of the oh bed that God. goes into this bucket. Yes. Yeah. If if this movie had more of this kind of bonkers energy, because <laughs> like it 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 would be at least a lot more interesting yeah. to watch. It just like oh, for, like truly from it, the the product of someone with a lot of hangups. It's or something, very self serious like... for what it is. <laughs> yes, that's yes, yep, that's true. Yeah, even with these one liners that we've been discussing, like mm-hmm. I'm sure the writers don't see them as funny. They're just yeah. like, oh, this is how this is how people talk. Yeah. Well, there's there's one shot that is very clearly a comedy shot, and it's when he first presents her with the funnel, and it it does like a smash cut to him just like sticking his arm straight out, holding this funnel, and she's just looking at it. It's so yeah. quick, right. it's yeah. so quick and snappy, and I'm like, that's a comedy shot right there. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yes. Um, you know, I'm just thinking this, gotta... this film should have been directed by pre lord of the rings peter jackson oh my god <laughs> if he, nice. if he oh brought god. like brain nice. dead energy to feed yes oh. exactly hell yes yeah. brain dead bad taste energy meet the people's <laughs> energy you know like that well, is what this film yes. needs but instead of blood it would have been like puke to them exactly you know yeah <laughs> like... right. yeah 
No, it would have been amazing. It would have been like piss and shit and vomit. Yeah, we got to do a petition.org for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very wet movie, too. Like, yeah. it's not a bloody... So. It's not a gory movie in the traditional sense of, like, blood and guts, but it's gory in the sense that there's a lot of, like, bodily excrement, like, mm-hmm. sweat yes. and shit and vomit. And there's, like, several scenes where he tries to, um, like, al- like almost intubate her with that tube and that funnel... Yeah. To try to like force feed her more and more, so she gets bigger and bigger, and that was like particularly like graphic because she's like coughing the whole time and spitting up, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't like that." <laughs> they, it's that that's obviously really gross, but like they, it, they they show it so much that it almost loses its yeah. impact by the like by by the end. It's just like, okay, we get it. Like this is clearly disgusting, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know. We, we we've seen it already in three other really disjointed scenes mm-hmm. at this point. So like, what 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 are you trying to do now? Yeah, especially when like they're eating the food. It's like one of those first um, those parallel editing cross cutting scenes where it's like Phil and Abby and Michael and Deirdre mm-hmm. and you know Michael and Deirdre are like they're chugging like hot uh, or chocolate sauce and like I don't know ketchup and yeah. all that other shit. They're putting on their bodies that's like their sex ritual is like playing with food yeah and it's like yeah we just saw it earlier like that's this is as disgusting as we're gonna get i think come on guys so michael kidnaps the wife Uh, (laughs) yeah michael is straight up oh yeah he bought a gun too oh yeah phil phil kidnaps michael's wife michael's wife yeah Yeah. and uh it's important to note that uh when he when phil first broke into the house he or into like their actual house he found an inhaler and um oh i mentioned that he has the funny line (laughs) yeah and you see her uh, using the inhaler at one point yeah and so it's important to note that she does have asthma um because uh I don't know. He kidnaps her and leaves her in a hot car with a neglected dog. Yeah, he ties her up. Yes, she won't stop praying too loudly. Is her is her biggest super yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and we get more of the kind of parallel: who is hero, who is villain uh, bullshit. When we, we we intercut with Phil uh, kidnapping the wife, forcing her to look at the websites that her husband mm-hmm. operates, and then bringing her to uh, michael's mother's house where it's revealed all this is going down the intricate scenes of michael um in- intubating uh deirdre and like trying pouring food on himself and it's like oh they're, they're one and the same well, I and, see. and this I is see. around the time where you find out what he's been feeding her right the egg and bulk weight gain yeah, powder yeah, but, well and then know, it's and something else <laughs> <laughs> it's very heavily implied that he was feeding her like rendered human fat like liquefied yes yeah yes mm-hmm. from like either uh, his mom or from lucy the mm-hmm. other uh, woman i believe it's lucy yeah is it lucy's okay well because yeah. his mom died yeah. like it, a it, long it long be. time ago. oh yeah his mom yeah, died his mom in, like, died like 80s. 20 years yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, previous. Yeah. yeah it it had to have been the lucy and other former mm, victims yeah. and stuff well he um, even he 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 says so um later on yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah he's like yeah he's like you just you just slipped on lucy or whatever when yeah. he's chasing him in the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In the shed or whatever um so they they had the show the final showdown's all set up it's at michael's mother's house um out in the countryside um th- this was so fun i i burst out laughing when i watched this um 
when Phil pulls up to the house and we, we get the first shot of the house, the the soundtrack does a little riff and it's like such a blatant ripoff of the of the exorcist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like just, yeah. yeah, the tubular belt, yeah, that thing. It, it, it's so blatant. Yeah, it's it was so funny. Well then I, I love um, the giant plantation in Toledo, Ohio that they like <laughs> filmed <laughs> yeah yeah i saw the minute you get that you get the outside shot of that house and you're like there's no fucking way like <laughs> yeah uh ve- very very heavy vibes of like the texas chainsaw yeah. Massacre house. Yeah. Um, yeah and and that's only increased when after phil ties up the wife and leaves her in, in the car in the hot car <laughs> like an animal um when he go when he goes into the house um he's like tripping over bags of like human mm-hmm. bones and roaches and rats running everywhere and like he's like horrified um and, and then he breaks into the room the feeding room um and he holds up he holds up michael but michael and in, in yet again more 2005 energy he parkours his way down to the ground <laughs> yeah I, he, yeah. he like, does like a weird like superhuman jump where he like does like a weird yeah. like half turn and like lands perfectly yes. on his feet yes. and then runs away yes well like... he's he's got a he's got a um he's wearing a button-up shirt that's like all unbuttoned so it's like it's kind oh, yeah. of like um is it was it the creed with with scott stapp where he has like a vi- music video where he's wearing a button-up shirt and it's like flapping in the wind or something i don't know <laughs> I, I think so. i don't know but like I, I know the yeah. vibe you're yeah, yeah. describing yeah. exactly. I know exactly what video you're talking well, and about, it's, it's w- Deidre, when Deidre's, like, in the middle of, like, having, like, some weird heart palpitations or something, and, like, mm-hmm. Michael's trying yes. to, like, calm her down, and when Phil busts in the room, she just starts shrieking and howling and carrying on. It's like, you were just having a heart attack, like, a minute ago. Like, how are you this suddenly animated, you know? She does... Right. She does like resume the I don't feel so good yeah. I need to see a doctor thing like shortly a- shortly yeah. after this whole thing begin and begins because they like go back and forth like through that room like yeah. two times. <laughs> it's during this chase. Yeah, they have like a Tom and Jerry chase <laughs> around the entire yes. property. It, it they, really yes, do. It ex- is, exactly. Like big Benny Hill vibes. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna re-edit this and just put the Benny Hill soundtrack on it and like just you know like two times speed like and like I could not and every time it. I was like what the fuck is happening well and, and so two things happened in the chase scene one we run into um Phil like runs into some part of the house where there's just an old man lying oh, in a bed yep with a that? with a very throwaway line of that's dead. He hasn't moved in twenty years. Like, oh, okay. Texas. I'm telling you, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And he also sustains uh, seven head injuries. I think. Like, yeah. Very severe with like garden shears. Or yeah, something. he gets his and ass also beat. like like third degree burns from a boiling rendered human fat. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, I, I I will say that move was really cool on Michael's mm-hmm. part. Uh, it it it's like he so Phil runs into this the kitchen the outdoor like kind of like, like in a shed, and then um he he's really he's like checking around corners. He has his gun out. He's being really careful. But Michael is on the fridge mm-hmm. in the corner perched, on top of it, perched like a gargoyle. And perched, <laughs> yeah, and and then he jumps down. And he kicks Phil into the stove where he gets burned, and and that's such like a cool uh, like mall ninja move like, just like, it's, like what one time my brother and i 
I, I was probably like 15. My brother was probably like five or whatever. Um, we were just running around like fighting with swords and in, in our dad's house. And um, my brother turned a corner and he couldn't see me because I was hiding on top of the laundry machine, which was put into like a little, <laughs> a little like a, a little like divot in the side of the wall, so he couldn't see me. So I'm like, I'm like, yes, that's good tactics. Good, like, good job. Um, so they have their their final showdown in the bed. They like end up returning to the bedroom after Phil gets his head bashed in seven times. <laughs> And that's that's kind of um, where um, Michael's like evil plan all kind of comes to fruition, where all of his like, <laughs> where all of his like earlier justification about how much he just like loves women and wants them to be happy is just thrown out the door entirely. He's like, no, fuck it. Like, yep. Actually, I'm yep. just a freak. Like, he he tries to kill Deirdre mm-hmm. once or twice, but then he like he'll he'll like try to asphyxiate her with like a pillow. And then he'll pull it off and be like, oh, oh, baby, like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, like, I'll, let me let me take care of you. What do you need? What do you need? It's yeah. just very, like, heavy handed. Like, he is in control. Mm-hmm. He has the power. He, he, even, of he even says, this is power. And, like, shoves <laughs> <Yep>. a fit, <laughs> the pillow down onto her face. And then, like, when he pulls it off, he's just like, why did you make me do that, Phil? How dare you, yep. Phil? That's, that's kind of like just... that scene in Game of Thrones with... um. Cersei and Littlefinger when they're in the courtyard and Cersei like demonstrates what kind of power she has and like almost gets him killed or something like I know that's like a mm-hmm. weird reference to bring up but that was something I thought of of like a parallel. No, it, it's legit. I I I've seen yeah, that yeah. scene. I I yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, go on. Um, the the other the other the last line I have here from the movie. Um, as as Michael and Phil are tussling on the ground, they're they're it's like the final showdown, struggling for the gun. Uh, Michael's like, modern anthropological science suggests that the saber-toothed tiger forced our species into evolving consciousness. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, well, and, and you failed to mention that they dropped the gun in the poop bucket. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they right. drop it. They, drop they the, then have to. They drop they have in the to poop. Then fish it out. I think at one they, point they have, they have he like wipes his hand off on his pants when he realizes. Yeah. <laughs> They, they drop it on the poo poo people. And the piss um, and shit and cum bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but then Phil does get the gun and he 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 he's has this there's a standoff, uh, and Deirdre is just will not shut the fuck up, and so he shoots her yep. in the face. Shoots her right in the head. Just. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shoots her right in the head. Which, just okay, I guess. I guess so. I think the first couple times i saw this movie i didn't really understand why but now that i'm like actually like analyzing the movie even though i've seen it like a million times i it (laughs) it makes sense because from because she's annoying yeah because she's (laughs) annoying but like in the beginning of the movie uh the police chief um he he i can't remember verbatim like how this conversation goes but uh when he's talking to philip and he's just like listen this isn't about like being the hero or whatever this you know the, uh all this is like tied up in bureaucracy blah blah blah, and we're just like you know putting band-aids on wounds which is the gist of what he's saying i don't remember but he's like you don't get to be a hero you get to just you know be a cop essentially um right and so throughout this movie phil is like trying to prove himself to himself and like i guess to some extent michael and like they have like this weird like symbiotic relationship in that way 
where Michael is like an e- like you know every single like evil genius wants to reveal his plan to some guy and like you know and wants to play this game of cat and mouse so Michael gets like that kind of high off of it whereas Phil gets to imagine himself as the hero in this situation but I think the point where he shoots Deirdre is a point where he's just like nah we're we're both pieces of shit Mm -hmm. you know and so Phil finally gets to live out his power fantasies through just kind of like completely giving in to the fact that he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think piggybacking off of that as well, you know, Deirdre uh, pretty crucially does not want to be saved either. Mm-hmm. Like she's just yelling at him that like, he's like an asshole and a pig <laughs> and like, get the fuck out of here. Which so like, he cool. realizes like, ah, fuck, like they actually kind of like this relationship and she probably wouldn't care if she dies. Who's so like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking kill you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's great when she spits on him and calls him a pig. Like, yes, <laughs> comrade Deej. And I mean, he's a co- he's he's yeah. he's a cop. Yeah, comrade, comrade Deej. What of my um, what of my favorite lines in this? Uh, when the chase scene first begins. Uh, uh, and Phil is like trying to tell Deirdre like what Michael's doing, and he's just like he's he's trying to kill you, and she's like, "Do I look dead to you, pussy boy?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, amazing. And then when he's like, "You just stay here," she's like, "Where do you think I'm gonna go?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Lewis. If you do re-edit all this, and you have the Benny Hill, um, whenever like a punch connects, it has to be like a cartoony like bonk sound or something. It's just, yes. just like a like an adam west batman like pow yeah, bam exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah um michael's all distraught that deirdre's dead he and he goes and kneels by her bed um and phil points a gun at him cut to black gunshots pow pow um and if, if that's how it ended i was about to i was about to throw a fit but no <laughs> but no thankfully um, there's a more succinct we, ending <laughs> yes oh yeah um, so we, we go back to, we return to Michael's house and, uh, Phil unlocks the door. He walks in and he Dressed differently. Uh, is there. Yep. He's all clean yeah. cut. He's all he's like, all, no, yeah, no more po- all Ned Flanders up, like got the sweater yeah. vest on. Yep. No, he looks like a preacher. No more poop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more poop. No um, and then at inside, like making food for him is, um, the, the sister character, the adopted <laughs> Mike, Michael's adopted sister character. And they do like a lovey-dovey, like, oh, here's your here's your lunch. Don't be late. Like, Some, dinner's yeah. at seven. They've clearly we'll leave it to beaver type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when he drives to what we presume is work, uh, he gets to work. But no, it is uh, it is the mother's house. Uh, and he goes in. He unpacks his lunch. He, he's eating his nice, clean-looking sandwich. Like, the crust is cut off. And um, it has, like, it just, just like a normal lunch. And he, he sits down. And then he's like, oh, do you want some? Like looking at the and camera, look, like he's talking to the audience yeah. almost. Yeah. And then we see who he's talking to and it, it is, it is Michael uh, and he's emaciated. He He's, he's like, la- like lashed to this wheelchair and he's like thin as a, thin as like a reed. Um, and he's all, he's all dirty. He's got like a really long beard and everything. And he's like, feed me. <laughs> uh, I- ironic yeah. twist. Yeah. The, well, and, and then it, in the background, you can see that Deirdre is still there. Like her decomposing corpse is still there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like karmatic restitution. Yeah. Just, I mean, and 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 uh, an ironic punishment fitting for mm-hmm. Virgil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in, in this hell that he created and surrounded by this food and, and this this fat that he he would love to eat but he can't get it and and phil is taunting him by eating normal food in mm-hmm. front of him uh cut s- smash yep. the credits <laughs> with that i don't know if you guys stuck around to listen to the credit the end credit song it's pretty good not it's, really it's oh a god it's so good <laughs> It's just like back. it's a yeah. it's it's very it's like, a like Euro pop yeah like, very like discoteca like nice uh, hell yes hell yes that's that's so perfect and it's, it's got just like, like I love life you love life we all love life shake <laughs> <laughs> it off yeah. it out <laughs> I'll end the episode with that song I promise oh it's yeah great. Well, oh, that's, it's that's great. so good yeah. yeah even the credits are weird um, too like how like the design of the credits they have like, like a weird Dutch kilter. yeah they have a weird Dutch Ooh. angle on their yeah i've never seen that before like i've seen some weird credits in my day but like dutch angle credits is new yeah yeah oh yeah it's like the 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 bros who made this movie they they just discovered like what is it after (laughs) well uh fun fact uh brett leonard the director has also worked as um uh whatchamacallit uh a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, fuck. Uh, okay. Production we'll, designer. We'll, we'll, we'll He's worked it. as pro- as a production designer. Like he he for Minority Report, Terminal, and Watchmen. Nice. Um, okay. Whoa. And uh, he's like a really big deal in Hollywood apparently when it comes to computer uh, generated animation. Like oh, a God. lot of animators in Hollywood have worked with Brett Leonard um so he's actually won a lot of awards for like his uh his um computer generated animation and uh he did i don't know if you remember like in the like 1998 there was like a big like imax 3d movie like uh uh what was it called uh t-rex back to crustaceous um Cretaceous, yeah, like the Cretaceous, yeah, yeah, Cretaceous words. I like, I do like crustaceous. Yeah, the Cretaceous, yeah. Um, I actually saw this fucking T Rex movie when I was a kid in um in the Smithsonian DC, and it was really fucking cool for like 1998. Um, I just like have this memory of like my uh, you're we're like you're flying on the back of a pterodactyl, and it like goes down a cliffside, like nose dives, and my grandfather rips off the 3D glasses. <laughs> but yeah i fucking saw this movie and it was cool yeah, but yeah I saw so it on his credits and i was like what the fuck yeah well, there's, but there's... yeah so brett leonard is actually a pretty big deal and so like those credits like actually make more sense to me now yeah. knowing yeah. that like yep. he does this shit for a living like his um his wikipedia page it, it ends it the career section ends with the line in 2017, he called for the term virtual experience instead of virtual reality. <laughs> so, thanks. Oh, thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, that really caught on. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. That's what I call it. VE, not VR. <laughs> yeah. I, so that's interesting uh, because, like, I remember the one thing I remember of the Man Thing movie was that, like, Man Thing looked cool and he was entirely CGI. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. Nice yeah nice nice like i guess like a lot of like cgi uh cgi in hollywood now is like partially influenced by uh brett leonard's uh skill set i guess 
right. it's wild right mm-hmm. what a weird world we live in that the man who <laughs> influenced cgi in hollywood to this day made a film called feed about uh feeders and gainers <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not even like this was like his first rodeo kind of thing he's made no. much better movies beforehand mm-hmm. they were just yeah. like hey we want to make this movie and he was probably like all right i've got nothing like, better to do did he owe them a favor like right i don't know well yeah, and the, the, fact, the fact that um uh jack thompson who plays the uh chief who's also the father to patrick thompson he's a big deal too he was in uh midnight in the garden of good and evil he was in okay. attack of the clones probably as like a small part what? according to his wikipedia, wait what yep hold on that's incredible <laughs> yep his Wikipedia, yes. Jack Thompson's Wikipedia page starts out with a line that says, um, Jack Thompson is an Australian actor and one of the major figures of Australian cinema. Yeah. Okay, um, I know, I, I, I'm I, going to confirm this, but just like, I, have, I haven't looked, so th- this is a Star Wars nerd moment. I know who he played. He must have played Klee Glars. Yes, the oh father. my god. Yeah. Right yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh my god. My name, wow. My name's Klee Glars. <laughs> Shmi was my wife. <laughs> That's like Wow. I just, That's incredible. Wow. I didn't even <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at his credits and I mean he's in like, you know, if you think of like a a popular uh yeah, Australian film, like he's in it. He was uh, in the twenty Fright, Breaker Morant, mm-hmm. Man from Snowy River, like mm-hmm. yeah, he's just in all of these movies. <laughs> he was in the twenty thirteen Great Gatsby. Yeah. I, yeah. That <laughs> makes sense because of uh the, the director. What's his name? Baz Luhrmann. Australian. Mm-hmm. Is he is yep. he Australian? Actually, I mean, he yeah, made that film Australia. <laughs> Which which uh, this guy's no, also in he, Jack Thompson is also in Australia. <laughs> he he's oh, yeah. the most Australian Australian. <laughs> yeah. Australia's an interesting movie, but um, it's one I think we'll definitely do for the podcast. Yeah. It I'm not looking forward to it because it's very long. It's very long and oh, kind of sad, but like I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about that movie, but like we're not obviously this episode isn't about that. So we can bring like, you back for that one. Yeah. Oh, if you no. want, I'd oh, yeah. have to. I'd have to watch it again because it's been a couple <laughs> years. I just we used to watch it all the time because it was one of my mom's favorite movies when it nice. came out. <laughs> oh yeah, Jack Thompson is also in Man Thing. Man yeah, Thing was the same year, two thousand five. That's fucking wild. Yeah, I think they made Man Thing and Feed at the same time because it has like some of the same. It has the same actors, I think. Some of them. Whoa. Yeah. Man, hey, Man so Thing would be a perfect. Yeah. Man Thing is a perfect kind of material for this show, too. Just the whole Marvel connection. Yeah. Um, I remember not hating damn, it. We... I remember thinking it was fun. I don't know. Hmm. It's a made for TV movie. It wouldn't be our first. We've done made for TV movies before. The Ewok movies. Yeah. Ewok movies, um, the, the Deacons for Defense. Deacons for Defense, yep. Yep. Yeah, which, which is legitimately good. Yeah. So it's. Um, mm-hmm. We we do have two quick workers of note. We'll note here. <laughs> Lewis, good good pick on this. Um, we have uh, Gigi de Couvreur and Rosanna Dickerson, um, both bakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we always try to, you know, get some relevant mm-hmm. people uh, recognition. Yeah, um, for they, the, uh, they bake for some the roles uh, disgusting they... food yeah. for sure. So kudos to them. <laughs> yeah, it is quite disgusting. Um, I guess we'll Lewis and I can run through our broke woke and bespoke recommendations really quick. Um, I will take the broke recommendation. Um, feed is recommended for anyone uh, lost in the suburban porn hellscape of the aughts. Um, I, I trust we've laid out our case as to like why this movie is really representative of, of 2005, kind of like 
the the neurotic energy of 2005 this is only a few years after uh 9-11 um the idea of like the dangers lurking beneath polished society was like the dominant mood of from what i can remember anyway of like so so much thriller and horror and um genre content of the time and there, there that energy is definitely in display here uh very much yeah for sure uh, and our woke recommendation is for Reddit brain amateur detectives. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, you know, if, if you think you can uh, find a serial killer using the internet and you're on r slash, I don't know, serial killer. Uh, yeah, it's big energy in this film. Um, I was also I was also thinking like um, when Reddit tried to find the Boston. Yes. Bomber. <laughs> like they tried yes. they tried to crowdsource that. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, I haven't seen the series, but I, I heard about it and I'll probably never watch it because it's about like killing a cat or something, but it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. That's actually, killer. it's pretty good. The, the cat I've killing, heard it's good. the cat killing is only like a minor detail. Okay. I'm, maybe I'll watch it. It now, eventually it, progresses into people killing, which is, you know. Usually how that shit goes. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, we, we've all seen people but, die, right? You yeah. know, we watch those videos. Yeah. So. <laughs> The the cat killing to people killing pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our, our bespoke recommendation here is just <laughs> cheap shot, but Lewis and I can both identify with it. Uh, Catholics, because uh, you engage in ritual cannibalism every week. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> and that is that that is on display in this yep. movie too. Um, Ham fistedly, so but definitely it's there. Um. Uh, both of you, Zoe and Maddie, if you had any more thoughts, feel free to share. Otherwise, uh, we can just go right into your plugs. Um, I, know, I, know, I know there's stuff you want to mention. I, the one thing I kind of think about with this movie, um, especially the time it came out, and kind of all the movies that came out around that time is is the um, prevalence of torture. And if you think back to um, where we were yes. in the world in 2005, we were in Iraq torturing people. Um, we yeah. were in Afghanistan torturing people. And I think it's interesting to see the way that um, appealed like to more mainstream audiences through again like Saw and, and Hostel and films like that, but then to see like that sort of, um, <clears throat> I guess like theme or whatever get taken to this like weirdly specific niche, uh, end has always been kind of an interesting point to this movie. Other than that, no, I mean this I this movie's been in my life for so long and it's so rare that I get an opportunity to talk about it when I'm not like <laughs> currently in the middle of trying to force someone to watch it. Like I made my boyfriend watch it for the first time last night. Um, he was, he was, Oh hell cool, yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we have like made, we've forced our friends to watch oh, it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God. the one thing I think we didn't touch on is, um, Michael has this phrase that he repeats this kind of ethos that he repeats. Um, consumption is evolution. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Which I, you know, we could spend another hour like picking that one apart, but that's kind of like um his sort of uh mantra that he gets into, where he's trying to be like, yes, you know, the more we consume, the the more like higher we develop. It's a very um, I don't know, it's hacky to say, but it's just very like capitalist sort of. You know, we have to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger in order to um, become something different. I um, right. um, I have written in my notes that like he like makes a lot of like eco fascist talking points, but then it's just yes. like, no, this is good actually. Right. Like, you know, like he, 
you know, like we're we're eating the planet, we're consuming the planet, and he's like, and like, but that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, like because you think he's about to get into like this, like, uh, we need to like eradicate like all the undesirables, which he kind of does by like, you know, shitting on like thin women who can't give birth and shit like that but like mm-hmm. he'd like it it just like go but his conclusion is like not conventional it's just this is great we need to keep doing this we need to just keep growing and keep consuming because that's how we'll become like the ultimate form of ourselves mm-hmm. or whatever so like he's like trying to create like the ubermensch through consumption i think um this kind of like dime store Malthusianism. <laughs> um, it, it's very common for comic books, like like cheap, crappy Joker comics. And like the the sincerity of like this Joker energy could only have been made back during the George W. Mm-hmm. Bush era, yes, I feel. Absolutely. Um, after the Dark Knight came out and after, um, after Obama kind of turned in, the Obama administration turned into Trump, um, nobody really can write this shit or make this shit seriously anymore like like even people i don't know i i even feel like to to use a reddit phrase like like normies who like make like normie movies and stuff um it's it's even passe like for them at this point so this really is like a fascinating cultural artifact just on that Mm -hmm. kind of like weirdo kind of lazy nihilism that um you you would find in a shitty contemporaneous Batman comic. Well, I just don't think I just don't think this movie could get made today. Like, I don't think that we have that sort no, of like probably not. We don't have that kind of uh, I don't know appreciation for like irony and schlock in that way anymore. And and I I certainly don't think like the cultural and political climate would. Um, I don't. I don't think you'd be able to even appreciate it, like on an ironic level, to the extent that we do. I think anymore if it got made in like twenty twenty. Right. I think it yeah, had to I cut- also don't think there's like uh, even like an independent financier in yeah. twenty twenty who yeah. would touch this thing with a ten foot pole. No. <laughs> no. And and like no. I also, um, it was very. This was at a time where, like, the internet was, like, starting to become, like, a bigger thing, Mm -hmm. like, when not everyone was online, but because, but, like, and so no one really knew what was going on online. And so there was just, like, a lot, a lot of this is just, like, fear tactics about, about, I I don't remember who said earlier, but, like, about, like, uh, the various anxieties and, like, neuroses that came about, like, from, like, 9-11 in the Bush era. And I, like actually know people who are kind of into this shit and it's like very wholesome like and very it's a very caring nurturing community so like i just the the attitudes towards like fetishes and stuff like that like uh overall um have just kind of shifted over the past decade or so and so like i just also think for like that reason this movie could not be made because it just would not be received well no matter Mm -hmm. what it it, it relies heavily on the shock factor of like look at this weird shit but like now in 2020 with like the sort of um I don't know the the way you're easily able to access like weird shit anymore. Not even just like through like you know porn or anything like that, but just in general. I don't think this movie would shock anybody either. Like I right. don't think that it would mm-hmm. produce right. that kind of reaction that 
it should have produced back it certainly produced it in me when i was like you know however old 14 15 16 like you know oh damn what the fuck like i don't think you get that out of somebody mm. anymore with this i think this is this is surprisingly tame for what it is it's quaint it's yeah. quaint yeah yeah uh, yeah, I think we should mention um, the all four of us. We we certainly don't think uh, the feederism fetish is, is like as monstrous no. or gross or anything for no. any, anyone who's happening to listen to this. If it's if it's safe, sane, consensual, that that whole spiel, go go wild, go yeah. buck wild, guys, yeah. have at it. I think like the um, twenty twenty yeah. version would be like we need a Wes Anderson to make <laughs> the twee version of this movie. <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my god and like oh and you get so much mileage out of like shooting prepare like the preparing of the food could be filmed really pornographically like oh little little gumdrop buttons on this gingerbread now 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 eat 500 of them it would have to be like total like food porn like instagram delish all that kind of like you know top down uh you know like uh, that is how you make this movie this year (laughs) I was do thinking a, like a Miyazaki feed where it's like yes. he's so yes. famous oh. for like his food animation, but yep. what if? Yeah. Like... Yes, I was thinking have, have a... uh, like more like the Hannibal show with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah, where yeah. like it's right. just, it's it's very yeah. it's very like noir and just like it's just a very it's very dark, but like also very like loving in the way that he prepares food. Mm-hmm uh yes. so like very it's sleek. just like a like a like a very dark artistic uh expression yeah. yeah yeah i guess like the 2020 version is kind of just the yeah the hannibal tv show <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i guess i don't know well that would that shows also like super fetishy as well mm-hmm. i mean it kind of checks all the mm-hmm. boxes damn but it's also way better written. oh yeah 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 <laughs> folks uh, recommendation is just go watch that show <laughs> i've actually never seen it and I, i'd love to just mads is, it's good is great. i think it's on and, netflix um, now nice nice i've seen like an episode and i was kind of grossed out so i didn't continue forward with it but, that, oh. but it's good like i yeah. just yeah. not for the faint of heart <laughs> no definitely not um so yeah, do do both of you want to uh, plug your your show? Maddie, you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah. So um, we are. I guess by the time this episode come out, we will already have st- uh, launched our podcast. Uh, but we are, have a show called uh, Three Mile Island Yacht Club. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, it's just a show where like us and our and our, two of our friends. Uh, just kind of bullshit uh about you know like politi- uh, politics and like the culture around politics and stuff and also just like local stuff that ha- local crazy shit that happens around here uh where we live in central pennsylvania mm-hmm. so um so yeah uh check us out uh where we have a twitter uh and um we also we also have like personal accounts on twitter as well yeah um, for sure um we'll We'll definitely be retweeting uh, all those accounts from from us. Did you want us us to give our personal accounts or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, couldn't hurt. You can say them here, and then we'll put them in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah, Um, I'm at Master Blastoise, but the O in Blastoise is a zero, uh, because someone stole like the actual Master Blastoise before I had a chance to get to it. (laughs) 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 And 
and that account is locked and I want to find them and shake them down. But um... <laughs> <laughs> you have to backtrace them. Yeah, the that way, is the, the mail to your fellow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, and I am on Twitter at Stalin Skarsgård. Stalin like the uh, Russian and Skarsgård like the acting family. Nice. Hell yeah. Both both yeah. great handles. Thank um, you. <laughs> and yeah, I'll I'll just run through our, our stuff really quick. So we are on uh, Patreon. If you feel so inclined, patreon.com um, pro underscore con no spaces uh, on Twitter. We are at proletarian C again no spaces. Uh, Facebook just search for proletarian contrarian. That's the best way to search for it. There uh, and on Instagram we are proletarian dot contrarian. Um, as usual, no spaces. Um, Follow us, like us, retweet us, um, follow follow all the other friends of the show that we that we retweet and everything. Uh, we're trying to be more active on there. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you both so much for being for suggesting this movie and for being. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's like Zoe said, yeah. it's rare we get to talk about this movie. Yeah, so. this was a, this oh, was no, a yeah. good time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, great episode. Thank you both, and um, we will see you all next time. Yeah, thank you both. See you later. See ya. Take care. Shake it up and prove it out. Shake it off, cool out.